Welcome back to Look Who's Talking. It's episode 60 of your favorite NFL podcast, Midterms. How'd your team do? Pat's loss, best thing ever. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock the microphone. Straight from the top of my dome. All right, welcome back to Look Who's Talking, episode 60, everybody. That's right. 60 hours of your boy Hugh, a little bit of BOG in the Huckster, and yes, the weirdest Michael on the planet. Looks like he just went golfing. It's November, and Centennial Studios, we're coast to coast, just like the past three weeks, as I am in Kamloops, BC, from our mountain location. Uh, we hope you had fun. It's the middle of the NFL season. What else would you want? Uh, this is when we all kind of nerd out. We listen to extra sports talk radio, listen to shows hopefully just like this on Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Spotify, and Google Play. All brought to you by Huck Media, all 60 episodes of this podcast. A big, big thank you to all of our Look Who's Talkers, our sharers, our posters, our storiers, and all of you. You're all friggin' beauties. Uh, so thank you so much. And remember to rate, review, subscribe, uh, whatever you can. If you're downloading our show, uh, hit that subscribe button, and we forever love you for it. For it, as the NFL middle of the NFL season, it's like the best uh, part of a book. You know, you mm. you go to the bathroom and you stay there for like an hour and a half. You know, you park your car, listen to your favorite podcast, and you don't get out. Your wife comes out, and you're like, "What are you doing? Yeah, I'll be in there in a minute, honey. I'm talking to my boss." It's the middle of the NFL season. Uh, where else? Would you, where else would you rather be than listening to us? Weird Mike, how are you? How's Centennial Studios? It looks a little wintry back there. And uh, Huck looks a bit hungover sitting next to you. Huck is definitely down a step on this uh, blustery Tuesday, let's call it. Yeah. And uh, I'm wearing the golf shirt because when I was driving home today, driving by Centennial Golf Course, I saw a couple of singles out there getting in their final nine. And uh, I said, Barbara, let's toss on a golf for the show today. You know, uh, Tuesday, I like to take a step back for a few hours from the sport I love and uh, think about the rest of the world. Not for too long, but just for a minute. You hear, you hear that rest of the world? Weird Mike gives you two hours a week. <laughs> uh, Hawk was at uh, our buddy Zach's bachelor party on the weekend up at Morrison Lake. At the ML, uh, MLS Ski Club, uh, Morrison Lake Ski Club. Hawk, how, how was it, buddy? How are you? I'm good, man. Good times. Probably still recovering from that weekend, though. Yeah. Uh, our, our it's, buddy, uh, it's rare to get that many dudes up there and not a single clip. You guys uh, must have gone, uh, must have did it old school. I'm, I'm proud of you guys. Yeah. Pretty much nothing on social media. That's the, that's the way you, that's the way you farm and do it. All right. Uh, a lot of fireworks, a lot of stakes, a lot of guns, but in like a non, you know, non-violent way. Like we're not, t- we're not shooting live animals. We're shooting, uh, stuff, you know, just a lot of stuff and stuff that explodes. And you know what? Rifles are fun at parties if used in non-violent ways. Uh, <laughs> God bless you, Zach. And, uh, it's going to be a fun wedding. The doctor. Um, so anyway, Huck, you know, he doesn't drink coffee either. So, uh, sometimes he's, he's just, he's just, you know, tired, not, not quite hungover. The man, you know, he's got Scottish roots. Huck, am I right about that? Scottish roots? Uh, yeah, I would assume so. Everyone who's got, everyone who's got a bit of Scott in them, you know, is a, a heavy, quiet drinker. Like, you know, they quietly will kill 17 beers of the two, four. You're like, Oh. We uh we just need more. Yeah, I think every Scott I bump to is equal parts uh, happy and embarrassed that they're Scottish. We get <laughs> a little bit of both going out for both of them. I don't think that's true. But anyway, um, what uh, what dis- what shocked you the most this weekend, Mike? What was the worst thing ever? You know. Well, I am not like the rest of the world and forecasted that New England loss. So I guess what shocked me the most was the absolute derailment of the Cleveland Browns hype train. Oh, it's my over. Gold, my gold it's pick. done. Your gold pick. Forget about the gold pick here. We're talking about expert football minds on this show and others that were 
so wrong. We're so on the other end of what could actually happen. And it happened in Denver. It didn't happen anywhere else. It happened in Denver on Sunday when they had a chance to resurrect their season against a first-time starter, never taking a snap, smallest hands in the history of the NFL, playing the Cleveland Browns, and they lost. Disappointing, to say the least. They were in the red zone six times, a couple of drives stalled at the 21 and 27-yard line, uh, and they barely scored any points. Can't win if you don't score points, but I'm still not giving up on Baker, neither should you. But that uh, that hype machine that was Cleveland before the season, uh, yeah, it's uh, this season's looking pretty grim. They can still win a couple games, but uh, sometimes you just don't live up to the hype, you know. It's and with a lot of talent, it's it's tough to uh, it's it's tough to see. But they had a tough schedule, but you know, they're they're like the Atlanta Falcons, but. They never won anything. <laughs> At least the Falcons had a couple division titles, a conference championship. Sure, they blew the Super Bowl, but they got there and they checked out. Like, Cleveland can't be trusted. I got my survivor map with everything based around Cleveland hosting Miami in week two. I can't take that. Dolphins are a way better football team than the Cleveland Browns. Sometimes the teams just don't live up to their hype. Yeah, they're like the new Redskins almost. Like, you know, free agents, young quarterback, and they just don't live up to it. The New York Rangers were like that, uh, like, I don't know, like 15, 20 years ago. They got like Burray, Flurry. They were stacked. Uh, Brian Leach on D. Anyway, the team, team was horrible. Sometimes they just don't live up to the hype. Y2K, that was a thing. Supposed yeah, to be a, supposed to be a big thing. Uh, so so just so you know, you're you're uh, comparing the Cleveland Browns to some form of apocalypto scenario, <laughs> right? That's that's the parallel here that you've drawn. No, I'm just, host? I'm just saying something's don't look. No, 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 no. Weird Mike heard it here. Okay, you just compared the Cleveland Browns hype to Y2K, and I like it, and I agree with it. <laughs> it's Y2K. Weird. To some of our younger listeners, a lot of people thought the world was going to end in 1999 because computers would all think it was the year zero because a lot of computers hadn't been com- programmed to run on a four-digit year. And it was a two-digit year. So it was 98, 99, and then a whole bunch of really smart fucking people all around the world were like, oh, my God, all everything's going to fucking stop. Because it's gonna, the computers are gonna think it's the year zero, and then and people built bunkers, and we had Y two K parties, and there was real concern. And then the clock clock struck twelve, and nothing fucking happened. And that's your look who's talking history lesson of the week. Uh, nothing fucking happened. I bet I, I picked the Browns on Sunday, and nothing fucking happened. Nothing. Jo- Joey. Left Friends spinoff series. You figure, hey, this is my favorite part of Friends. I'll love this show. Horrible show. <laughs> Very bad show. Uh, I'll take another show that gets a lot of hype. I think I've seen more commercials for some crappy show called uh, "This uh, Us Is This" or something. Or <laughs> this is us. Yeah, fuck that show. Okay, that show. I want to kill that show. <laughs> that is the number one show, if I'm not mistaken. Top three across all networks. You just said that like a guy who watches that show. <laughs> uh, I've, I've dabbled. I don't like the forced cry, but uh, Weird Mike's needs to shed some tears midweek, you know, shake off those rough Sundays. Yeah. Sometimes you need a Tuesday night cry. Yeah, that show, that show is a lot of crying. That's, that show, this show could be called This Is Crying. <laughs> It's Yo. like to- Toby Maguire's Spider-Man. You're a fucking superhero. Just fucking, when shit hits the fan, handle it, man. Jesus. Yo, we got about a dozen listeners that are waist deep in the dog pound. Well, you fuckers just got buried in the Mile High City. Okay? <laughs> R.I.P. Browns 2019. Doesn't matter what happens now. A win here, a win there. A lot. Doesn't matter. It ended in Denver. No shot at the playoffs become totally irrelevant. Uh, very disappointing 
to say the least. Jesus Farvin Christ. Uh, and to those of our Look Who's Talkers that like the show, This Is Us, well, hey, pe- the world needs people who carry purses, okay, <laughs> of all sexes. Uh, and it, if you pee sitting down, it's okay with me. It always will be. Hey, how are you? A couple other things that are, would probably be really disappointing despite the hype. Uh, Tom Cruise in real life. You know, he probably sucks. Let's be honest here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what dinner with Gordon Ramsay would be like? <laughs> you know? Oh, I man, that's on my shortlist, bro. I know. I know. I would love that, too. I would love that, too. But don't you just think he'd be, like, sort of commenting on the food? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd, much, play, right? I'd play back at him. I'd play back at him. Oh, anyway. And whatever Nicolas Cage tells the mirror before he goes to work. <laughs> hey, man, we're going to make a great movie today. Let's go do it. And then and then he goes and does Nicolas Cage movies. <laughs> Is this our new segment this week? Say no. things that make Mike angry? Never mind. Because I fucking love Nick Cage. And you just scratched off my number six thing in the world to do. Have dinner with Gordon. The Ray. Rock is one of my favorite movies of all time. In fact, it's probably in my top four uh, for sure. If I was going to be stuck on an island, I would love, I love, love to bring the rock, almost because of the music. No, 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 If we could do that at the end, Hawk, the rock soundtrack theme music, right in the middle of the football season. All right, midterms. Yeah, middle of the season. Midterms. Quick team grades here. We're obviously not giving the Browns too high. Browns get an F. There's your spoiler, folks. For <laughs> F you. Fuck them. Right now, folks, just imagine Weird Mike as your substitute teacher when you were a kid. You know? We're going to have a pop quiz in like three minutes. You get one minute to study someone else's notes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, midterm grades. We're starting in the AFC East. Rapid fire. Here we go. Rapid fire. New York Jets. I no, want, Huck, Huck, I want Huck, Huck to mediate this. Hawk, you say the teams. We do the grades. Where are we starting? AFC and East. AFC East? Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's start with the Jets. Jets. Uh, Jets. I'll give the Jets a C- minus for see the doctor about your mononucleosis. <laughs> Hard F. Dolphins. C. I see only because they seem to have a plan. <laughs> and I like Pitsy. The Bills. B. B. Hard B. B plus. Just a capital B. Good B. Uh, and the Pots. A minus. A. Fuck you with your minus. <laughs> yeah, A minus. That was the easiest schedule in the fucking history of the world, okay? Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, swing it. Okay, AFC North? Yep. The Bengals? Go ahead, you take this. Oh, that's the biggest F ever. They did not plan to tank, and now they are, okay? Yeah, it's hard. It's <laughs> like going on a Tinder date, and you an hour later, you're at Longos. Like, you know, this just did not go well. <laughs> Browns? F. Uh, yeah, we gotta go. We'll, we'll go. We'll go with a, an F plus because they had a really hard schedule. Steelers. C C plus. What are you gonna do? Ben got hurt. I agree. C plus. They've and, done a lot with not a little. And the Ravens. Uh, a minus. A minus. I missed him a bit. Wow. <laughs> a minus. They got wins against Russ, Tommy. Look- Look, whether I agree or not with L- whether Lamar can throw, the guy can play football at a, an amazing rate, and it's hot, it's really hard to stop. It's a problem. Wildly entertaining as well. It is. South. All right, AFC South. Uh, remember the Titans. <laughs> remember the the goddamn Titans. Okay, if you were to line up all the quarterbacks currently alive on Earth. Marcus Mariota and Ryan Tannehill would be right next to one another. <laughs> At what, like 37 and 38? You got it. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. I give the Titans a uh, – sorry, I give the Titans – I want to hear your grade for the Titans. I give them a D. I'll tell you why in a second. Yeah, Huck Daddy, what do you got? Yeah, I, will, I, would, I would agree with a D. 
Because Hewlett, what's your grade? I want to be honest, for the last seven grades, I've actually forgot that D existed. <laughs> I, think I, was gonna, I would give two other teams Ds, but that, we, we, we're past that now. We're past that now. Uh, How did you forget about D's, Hugh? Don't let me ask you why you would not forget about D's. I but. was skipping class a lot in grade one. What do you want What do you want from me, all right? <laughs> What's your Tennessee grade? Coat ball was a really fun game. Uh, Tennessee, uh, C minus. I'll, I'll give you a C, actually, because you're winning I, with barely any quarter, barely they're quarterbacks. Not, they're yeah, they are four and five. Like, it's not yeah. that bad. They it's beat Cleveland in week one, and they were poised to do well. Anyway, Rick Jaguars. Jags, uh, I'll give you a B plus. You got two great quarterbacks. One of them's got a clavicle that doesn't work. I bet Minshew starts again this year. I think they could sneak into the playoffs. It'll be tough, tough, tough going that AFC for those wild cards. Let me tell you. Uh, Jags, who you got? I got C minus with the Jags. The whole Jalen Ramsey thing kind of soured me. Their coach stinks. C minus. Colts. <laughs> Colts. Colts. B. I'm giving them an A minus because they're just they're going to be good for a long time. They'll just be tough to beat for a long time. They got a great coach, great coach. I'd follow that guy into war. Frank Reich led the biggest playoff comeback in history. Still, Bills Oilers 1993. He also has the largest NCAA comeback as well. Frank Reich. There you okay. go. And the Texans. Oh, in my mind, A minus. They're uh, they're a contender. Deshaun can do it. B plus. You you're, you got them to win the Super Bowl, don't you, Mike? I do. Uh, they let one slip away. The JJ Watt injury is going to hurt them eventually. That's, that's, <clears throat> that's becoming a more popular pick uh, from pundits as we go on. Even though your uh, your weird pick. Is about as alive as uh, a dead dog. <laughs> Your Super Bowl pick is is a is a nice take uh, before a lot of other people. Anyway, Houston okay. to win it into the AFC West. Uh, the Broncos. F. 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 You're, yeah, you're 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 a joke. You're a joke. You got you got you got a great wide receiver named Cortland Sutton. His career is probably going to be wasted. Okay. <laughs> The Chargers. C plus. F for fans, which you don't have. <laughs> that was a big win against the Packers. Don't kid yourself. It's, As a sports uh, franchise, you need fans to be a, 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 a sports franchise. The Raiders. Diehard fans. Uh, I'll give them a B minus. Raiders get a, Raiders get a B plus. Absolutely. They're a year ahead. And they got injuries on defense. All right. And uh, the Chiefs to round it out. B minus. A minus. Big win over the Vikings. Probably the most impressive win of the weekend. No Mahomes. You know, you've. Anyway, Vikings are a good team. Impressive win. Into the NFC. uh, In the East, the Redskins. Huck, can you do all my audio books, by the way? Because, like, this is beautiful. Anyway, <laughs> Redskins, I would give them whatever below is an F. <laughs> Ever since a G. I'll give them a G. <laughs> uh, D for the Skins. The Giants? Ever since the Redskins signed uh, Alex Smith, you've been a G franchise. You're an idiot. You're all idiots. Okay, the Giants get a C minus. Uh... C. Seiko and Barkley gets an A plus though. That guy's fucking awesome. <laughs> Eagles. C. B minus. They could still they could still do it. And if they get into the tournament, they can beat anybody. This is midterms, Jeff. This is not prognosting or whatever. B minus. And the Cowboys. Prognosticating, I think, is what you were looking yes, for. Yes, correct. How about them boys? Uh, B plus. How about them Cowboys? Uh, I'll give them a B plus too. They got a great football team. Worried about their quarterback, but hey, what are you going to do? Good football team. To the north, uh, start with the Bears. D. F. Also, 
How's that Khalil Mack trade looking now? Look who's talking, baby. <laughs> Tell him, you. The Lions? Uh, B. B. I'm giving them a, a C minus because there's two games that they should have had that didn't, and it's going to cost them a playoff spot. I never thought that high of them, so I, I, I felt they're overachieving. You had a, some higher plans for them, I know. The Vikings? B plus. <laughs> Vikings get, Vikings get a, a B because their running game's good enough to beat about half the teams in the league. <laughs> and the pack. Packers get an A. Yeah, A. And they almost get an A for just being sort of what we, they, we've expected them to be for a decade. But they just got in their own way. Now they're like out of their own way. It's like a really hot girl that stopped getting that stupid haircut. <laughs> All right, to the south, we got the Falcons. Oh, F for... 28 to 3. <laughs> I'll give him a, I'll give him a D just cuz I'll respect some of the wins they had. But the Bucks. Matt, Matt Ryan's they had Matt one Ryan's win, by the way. No, no, like uh, their past wins, it's like a respect uh non F. Because I know they can do it, they're just choosing not to. <laughs> I wish I had teachers like you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this should be an F. But because, out of respect for the fun times we've had through the years. Actually. Oh, I can't. I, I was oh, I'm kidding. I had teachers like that. <laughs> yes. yes, we did. Yeah. Yes, we did. Okay, yes, we did. The Bucks. What do you got on the Bucks? I'm gonna uh, go D. I'm really upset with the Bucks, man. I was, big things always. A lot of talent. Never no materializes. Way. No way. I should have passed commandant's class. Oh man, just mailed it in. What a beauty. Love you, sir. Um, who? What team? What team is this? The Buccaneers. Oh, the Bucks. Bucks get a Bucks get a gosh. Bucks get a C plus because they're still talented enough to win almost any game they're in. They are talented. They are just they step on rakes all the time. They just get in their own way on the way to work. Find ways to lose games. Man. Yeah. All right, the Panthers. Uh, you know what? A plus for turning the page on Cam. He's now done for the year. FYI, folks, Cam Newton out for the year. Uh, and they got an MVP candidate in McCaffrey, A+. Plus. A- minus because they got such a good team and such a weapon with McCaffrey that I'd be making a push now, and I feel like a trade deadline move would have worked. Get 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 an extra quarterback. Get an extra – get something. They got uh, Moncrief. They picked up Moncrief. It's something. It's a third. It's a third. You're walking into the Superdome and the divisional playoffs. You got to pick up something. <laughs> Speaking of the Superdome, the next is the Saints. Fucking love the name, the Superdome, by the way. I want to eat super cereal at a Super Bowl with a super spoon the rest of my super life. <laughs> uh, Saints go marching to an A+. Plus. A+. Plus. Yeah. A+. Plus. You went 5-0 and oh with with Teddy Bridgewater, A-plus. You got a great team. The Ohio State on defense and some weapons on offense. There you go. And to the West, we got the Cardinals. A-minus. B-plus. A-minus. A, a for the air raid offense. Get used to it. It's awesome. We're going to post a video of one of the top four throws of the year that Kyler Murray made on Thursday night. It's amazing. Check the, at the check down, did a slow-mo thing of it. It's fucking beautiful. Here we go. I'll, we'll post it. The Rams? B minus. B minus for Super Bowl hangover. It's hard to get back. Hey, it's hard. The, the hangover is real. A lot of travel, a lot of road games. They kind of yeah. weathered the storm. And they got exposed by your boy, Billy B. Uh, I had to play defense against them, and uh, it's been tough for them to adjust. And Todd Gurley seems to be... Uh, bizarro world, Tom uh, Todd Gurley. <laughs> the Seahawks. Hey, they are one of my favorite teams in the NFL to watch. They're just so exciting. You know, they're like a Brett Hitman heart match back in back in the day. Like win or lose, it was going to be a great fucking fight. 
you just upgraded me from a C to a B because I agree with that. They're remarkably entertaining and every game's awesome. Their home field's beautiful to watch. Like if you got a big screen TV and and Seattle's at home in like a decent game, settle the fuck in. It's gonna be great football. I love Russell Wilson. And uh yeah, hey. Hey. And, and the last team, the the 49ers. A plus. A plus, and the team that's made me look the dumbest this year. <laughs> so according to my uh, chart here, because I chart, I got the the NFC West is by far the hardest division in football. I don't know if you wrote yours down. Who did you have as the as what the hardest division? Yeah, based on these grades, who's got the most A's and B's? You know what? Yeah, the, I, I think I think we both. Yeah, the hardest division is the West, NFC West. For sure, because Arizona's—if they're the worst team, they're 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 tough to beat, and they're they're only going to get tougher to beat. Correct. This is Kingsbury's sixth game as a head coach. It's his second year in his thirties. You know, like give this guy a break. He just learned how to do mortgages. So yo, there's your, there you have it, bro, folks. Look who's talking midterm report cards. Do, I don't even know how to do mortgages. Uh, of course you I, don't. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, mid, okay. It's the mid, mid, midway point of the season. Uh, fuck me, by the way. The black cat in Monday Night Football. Uh, that was awesome. I know yes, you. I know you posted on our Instagram. By the way, yes, folks. Where Mike has access to our Instagram, you probably realized that by now. Uh, but yeah, the, the cat was awesome, and the radio call was amazing. And as per usual, the Monday night call was awful. The one guy's like, "Well, we've seen ghosts, and now we've seen cats." Like, fuck off, man. Go be a Walmart greeter, okay? The guys on the radio, Kevin Harlan, nailed it. Just treated it like an NFL play. He's like, he's at the three. Now he's walking to the two. And as the crowds get like getting more fired up because they can sense the cat's gonna score a fucking touchdown too, and the cat is like, it's it's this beautiful like just instinct of an animal with positive stimulus. Everybody, he's surrounded by, you know, 70, 60,000, you know, other mammals that are all really positively excited. And I think you can sense that every time he moves closer to the blue end zone and he finally figures out, like, I'm just going to go in there, maybe. But he did. And the guy on the radio is like, and touchdown! Black cat in there! And he even got a read for when the cat went in the, you know, dental insurance red zone. It was awesome. And you posted it. I loved it. Anyway, I loved it. All right. We'll chalk that. Uh, I'll be sure to recall that when I post some questionable material. And I uh, continue to fight for my uh, availability of the Insta account. Well, C-Mac texted me and said, yo, tell Mike to work on his camera work. He's like, he's shaking everywhere. He's driving me crazy. <laughs> but uh, I like it. I like it. Baldy's breakdown. He just holds it in front of the TV too. It's fucking awesome. Baldy can make anything look good. He he did in slow motion. Uh, Josh Jacobs just jump into the black hole, which was awesome, by the way. He did. He like high jumped in there. Would have cleared like two meters. Anyway, Baldy's breakdowns. Hashtag check him out. He's awesome. Uh, okay, midway point of the season. I know we've all made our Super Bowl picks. What Super Bowl would you most like to see? Regardless of what you've picked or whatever, just in your heart, I would love to see that, you know, just as a football fan. It's got to be somewhat possible. You can't say, like, you know, uh, <laughs> Dolphins, Bengals, all right? I uh, Which would be great. <laughs> deep down, I've always wanted to see a Brady-Rogers Super Bowl, even though, um, you know, it's well-documented, my Tom Shady fondness, but I think that would be the... The uh, the title fight of a generation, if you will. I love I love the idea of like the title fight. I was cheering for Favre, uh, Brady so hard, and then Eli, you know, they, they upset him in, in overtime there, and then Eli ended up beating him. Uh, what about you, Huck? What what Super Bowl would you like to see? Rogers, Brady, be great. Pats, Packers. Yeah, I think Brady, Breeze. Brady, Breeze. That's the Super Bowl I called. Saints versus. Uh, the Pats. I'd love to see Andy Reid get one. He just seems like a nice guy who's been in football a long time, who's coached offensive football a long time. He had the 
unfortunate, uh, I think, uh, suicide of one of his sons. And he just seems like one of the good guys in life. Looks like freaking Santa Claus. And I like Mahomes. I like him getting one early in his career and starting a new kind of dynasty. Like you want that next guy to sort of come in and like actually win one. Like when Crosby got his first one, you're like, all right, sweet. Like, good. You know, you you should. If if I'm thinking of you like the next guy, you want, you know, get on the board early. I'd love to see the Chiefs. Uh, Yeah, man, uh, I'd love to see Chiefs. Saints, because after losing in the in the miracle and then losing on that pass interference call, which was actually a really bad Drew Brees pass, which we covered here on Look Who's Talking, uh, I like teams that can actually live up to that hope for retribution. It's like the reverse of the Atlanta Falcons story. Like they 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 were down twenty eight three or up twenty eight three. They lose in the worst worst. How could you let that happen? Moment ever in in football and. They don't get any retribution. That team's just going to break up and they'll all just be losers the rest of their lives. If the Saints can actually get back, that's a nice story too. Alex, I, I think the Chiefs have a higher probability of getting to the Super Bowl if they decide to let Mahomes rest for another game, possibly two. Hashtag Weird Mike's load management NFL. There you go. Hashtag load management. You got KC fresh off a big win, like you said, perhaps the most impressive of the week. And now they're rolling into Tennessee, physical, ugly, dirty team with a sloppy track, throwing some, you know, half bad weather. And all of a sudden you're putting this guy out again. So, you know, Matt Moore's not the solution, but he could be, a, and he is a serviceable backup and got yourself a win. And I wouldn't play him this week for all those reasons. Remember the Titans. You know, fuck soup. They got that written all over. So stay away, Mahomes. But you know what, man? They they need the buy because I think like ninety five percent of Super Bowl teams or something like that. Okay, ninety percent of Super Bowl teams in the last twenty years, last fifteen years, have had a buy to get to the. You need a buy to get to the party for the most part. You need that extra week because freshness is big. It's a physical game. This isn't golf. This is football. And we saw the New England Patriots. Like, I mean, they, they, they were probably going to beat the Chargers anyway. But with the bye, with that extra freshness, that extra week to study, uh, you're going to need it. So that's why Mahomes might co- will probably come back if he can. Because the bye they, is still available, though, man. It's, it's not yeah. like it's the NFC, right? Yeah, but, yeah, but if right now they're in a position where it's in their own hands. They gotta, if they win out, they could still lose to the Pats maybe. And they get the buy. You need the buy. I mean, think how big of a difference the buy is going to make in the NFC. Listen to these. The, the NFC is so tight that no matter all, whatever matchup you can line up in the NFC championship game, it's probably going to be about a three-point spread. Maybe the only change you could see is if it like if it's like Rams, Saints again in New Orleans for the ultimate revenge game. And they give him the extra half point, like three and a half, okay, because the whole world's going to take the Saints. But seriously, like Saints, Niners, two and a half points. Packers, Niners, two and a half points. Seahawks, Niners, Seahawks, Saints. Three-point games. The buy is huge. The, so, the, the parody's beautiful. These are all heavyweight fights, coin flips. But what's not heavyweight fights and what us gamblers live on until that big game are all these games from now until the end of the season. Little second half betting tidbit, folks. Uh, the urgency of the NFC heavyweights. Hugh, you fucking nailed it, bro. Yeah. They want that buy real bad and know that they want the title game going through the Superdome or San Fran or whoever's in the league. The point is that there's a lot of bad teams and there's going to be a lot of value, even with big numbers, because the motivation is tenfold. There's no room for error. Forget about the buy. Our, you know, home field, the bye, even uh, getting home field week one in the wild card means a lot, right? So there's going to be inflated numbers, but there's still going to be, remember, the want trumps, folks. That's what, that's what you need down the stretch. You need the want. Why do you want it? And these NFC heavyweights, they want it. So, you know, 
Could be teaser season. I don't know. Yeah, another another thing that's happening is the middle of the season. Uh, so not only do we know the teams better, and all you know that all you know all of you know the teams better, but so does Vegas. And just like our favorite Jeopardy guy, in 2019, if you're only choosing the point spreads they give you, you're not really doing it right. It's like still taking the train across the country when there's cheap airfare everywhere, baby. Like easy jets in Europe. You can get to Rome for like 20 bucks in London. It's 2019. It's time to start betting like it. We're going to talk about that in our Truth of the Week. Yeah, you might just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. Truth of the Week, folks. Then in 2019, live betting is a thing. We've talked about it a lot on this show. Well, I'm going to tell you how to do it. I'm going to tell you how to do it properly. Best way to do it that I can describe is choose who you think is going to win the game before the game. Now, especially in the NBA, but definitely in football, but especially in the NBA, that team is probably going to be losing the game at some point during the contest, in which case the live point spread of the game changes. A great example of this is Monday Night Football. If you're a Cowboys fan, well, shit. How would it be uh, for you not even – cheering for them to have to cover that six and a half or seven point spread but literally just two minutes into the game still thinking that they're probably going to win this game even if they just turned the ball over on the first drive and let up a field goal well now that spread's gone down to four points you know in your idea of the game before you picked it before it started were the chart were the giants going to score three points ten points seven points yeah so simply by scoring them before uh, the Cowboys get their lead. You've gotten, you've achieved a new spread that you can bet on. So, if you just have some patience and just accept that you may not even get to bet on the game because maybe the Cowboys blow them out right off the bat. But let's be honest here, folks. Even with really good teams, how often does that happen? Where teams just fucking run away with it. This isn't Alabama versus Troy. Okay, this is the NFL. For the most part, both teams are capable of scoring against the other team's defense. I'd say 90% of the time, and that's going to happen. So, for instance, if you had just waited, you could have got the Cowboys at basically a pick game about six minutes into the game last night. You could have got them at a much nicer point spread. Then, when the Cowboys get the lead again, up seven or up eight in the third quarter, you can live bet on the Giants. Uh, and do you see what I mean? And now you have both teams to win the game. And you can't lose because you got the Giants uh, at a plus eight and you have the Cowboys at a pick So now there's eight points uh, where you can win both bets or you're either going to win one bet or the other and you can't lose. And pro gamblers, pro live gamblers like our boy on Jeopardy, uh, Holshevitz, Holshevitz, what was his name? Holtzauer. Holtzauer. We salute you, Holtzauer. We fucking love you, buddy. God damn shame you lost. You'd still be going right now. I miss you. I miss you, and I do love you too, James. Yeah. <laughs> I was so sincere. That was the most sincere I love you I think I've ever heard you give in your life. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> so now you have both teams to win. So no matter whether the Cowboys win by 30 or the Giants win by 30, you're going to win one of your bets because you took the Cowboys and the Giants both at basically a plus the Cowboys you got at an even bet. And now there's eight points of the Cowboys win by one, two, three, four, five, six, or seven points. You win both bets. And that's how you do it. Uh, the scenarios don't always align where you can do that. Uh, but sometimes the scores will flip-flop so many times, you can actually do it for double the value each time. It's like tripling down on a, on a blackjack bet. Uh, and that's how these guys are doing it. Six games at a time, just looking for those scenarios. Sometimes uh, Vegas doesn't seem to have it right, and you'll – have a team that's definitely going to win the football game, maybe down 10, 11, 13 points. That's the magic number because two touchdowns, you actually are winning. You're not just tied. But 13 points. If you're, if you're a good team and you, see, and you see a good team down 13 points in the first half, that is the perfect scenario to live bet that. I've broached the subject before. Uh, but just look for that, folks. Uh, take the point spread you want, even if you just want to shave a couple points. Uh Live betting is where it's at. The team that you are picking to not win will probably score points, and they might even be winning that game, even in the same scenario that you're thinking of when you're picking it before the game. It's 2019, all right? 
Take the easy jets to Rome. You don't got to take bicycles anymore. Don't just pick the point spreads before the game. The game, most likely, especially in football or basketball, will change enough for you that you can get the spread you want. Just charge your phone because you might miss it. <laughs> Hashtag charge your phone. That's Hashtag. how this truth of the weekends. Hashtag charge your phone. Get a power bank. When I was over in China, uh, I, I brought back 10 power banks. I got drunk. I gave them all out. Didn't even save one for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey, 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 live betting. You guys it's were both in China. Did you bring any power banks back? Sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, I have one. You have one, Huck? Did you bring no. one back, Mike? Mike no, I, I spent uh, my final days looking for uh, an old school microphone hookup for one of my tour buses. <laughs> and there was like literally streets and streets of electronics and gadgets and mics and hookups and connections. And this thing didn't exist. Uh, but no, I didn't bring a power bank home. I did bring a white dragon home, though. That's the most weird Mike thing I could ever think to do on the last day in Hong Kong. <laughs> I'm going to find a Mike Jack for my bus. I bet Renzo loved it. That was his idea, man. I had to, I needed the time off work, so I had to come back with something. Yeah, man. Are you, anyway, are you, are you live betting at all? Live betting. I, uh, I actually don't like it, Jeff. I know it's real, and I know a lot of people make a lot of money, and it's trendy, but uh, I don't like second guessing my original thoughts. Uh, allow me to rephrase. I don't like second guessing my thoughts that are for money. I don't mind second guessing a free thought. But when yeah. I put money on it or I've made a decision to watch this game or bet on that team, I don't like to flip flop or hoping that the other team scores so I get a better line. So there is the other side of the coin. I understand. Clearly it's trending to what you just uh, referred to in your truth. Yeah, it's just uh, sometimes you can feel trends of games that Vegas might not necessarily be representing. Like, you know, like Le Le LeBron's Lakers down 10, you know, in the third quarter when he's sitting out. Like, hello, yeah, when he gets back on the floor, he's probably going to win the game. So, uh, yeah, like the the team that, that's going to win the football game, you know they don't get the second half kickoff. You know, like, you know that that second half kickoff is probably going to lead to three or seven points. You know that live spread will be a couple points better than it is at halftime. Just little stuff like that. So, anyway, it's 2019. Use all the options at play, folks. Use all the options at play. You Like, like other things in life. There's the checkout line where you check yourself out at the grocery store. Use it. <laughs> you know, you don't need the lady to ask you how your day is. Anyway. <laughs> Don't get me started on my Loblaws again, Healer. Please. Yeah. Don't go to Loblaws or or uh, any, any no frills. or no frills with Weird Mike, bro. Don't. Don't. First of all, you're gonna be there for six hours. <laughs> Three. Three's Three. honest. Uh, your Hugh picks. You went. You went. What'd you go last week? Two and four, Hugh. Two and four. We were looking good. Uh, we were going to the four o'clock set. We were two and oh, and uh, yeah, and then we got we got slapped in the face by a little reality. And uh, two of the there was two picks in the afternoon. One of them, I I was like smelling. I'm like, you know what? This is bad. Second one, I liked. I would pick the Browns again. You got to pick the Browns again, no matter how many times Baker shaves during the day. The Cleveland Browns should have beat the Broncos on Sunday. I would have made that pick again. Picking the Packers, I smell the trap there right before the game. Good old quarterbacks don't generally have bad games two weeks in a row. I'm calling it now the Phil Philip Rivers rule in my journal. Uh, yes, I have an NFL journal. Funny nugget about that game. Uh, the Packers decided to head west uh, a day early because it was their only chance to get some warmth. And a little bit of sun. The rest of their schedule is all north and east and cold and bitter. So they went to Cali a day before. Well, lo and behold, these 7-1 Packers thought they were the toast of the town. And uh, they're a little gallivanting. It may have cost them uh, a chance at a W. <laughs> Mike, I don't know what you had for breakfast today, but I think you've said lo and behold three times. And you just said gallivanting 
with like uh, almost a British look on your face. Oh, gallivanting is a go-to for me. I love a good gallivant. Anyway, lo and behold, let's do our picks. Uh, how'd you do last? How'd you do last week, Mike? <laughs> yeah. So I had to fight back my laughter because you said you were two and zero by four o'clock before the forest clock set, right? Yep. Uh, my weird pick made two of them last week. I managed to be 0-2 before the one pick. That's right, folks. The weird pick is so <laughs> off right now. I was 0-2 before the games kicked off Sunday at 1 p.m. Um, <clears throat> Arizona scored a 90-yard touchdown uh, on Thursday night, and Minshew Mania decided to stay in South Florida and not travel to London. And throw up a fucking bagel, basically. Three points across the pond. Uh, I hope they leave Minshew Mania in London, roaming the countryside there. And, you know, Big Dick Nick is back to save the Jags. Roaming the countryside in London, England. <laughs> no, take uh, take the tube out to the, uh, to the grasslands. To the, to the shire there, right? Um, so, anyway, it's not me first. You're up first, buddy. Yeah, yeah. No honors for you. Uh, by the way, they are golfing out here in Kamloops as well, which is fucking awesome. Over on the North Shore. All right. Uh, cue the Obi Trice. Let's go for Hugh Picks. Here we go. You. All right. Our Hugh Picks are 30, 23, and 2 for the season. We're still killing it. All right. Just like Shoppers Drug Mart, folks. We're all faithful. We're still killing it. All right. Uh, I got. I like the Dallas Cowboys minus three at home to the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are missing Adam Thielen. Uh, if you watch him go down when he caught that touchdown pass, he really, really just gave up his ability to sort of brace his fall, to get both feet in and catch that touchdown. I think he really has fucked up his legs, and they really need him. Uh, I think road games travel well, but the Dallas Cowboys defense... <laughs> Uh, they're they're a good team. They're a good defense, and they got a great linebacking core. So if your plan is to beat them on the run, I think you're gonna have a problem with that. I like Dallas rolling right now, and uh, yeah, minus three, I'll take it. I like the number. Uh, Dallas wins a tight one, 26-20 uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks plus six on a beauty Monday night football game in San Francisco. It's actually in Santa Clara, which is like an hour outside of San Fran. Uh, mostly retirees and dot commerce. But San Fran, uh, again, they, they could win this game. Great team. I've undervalued them all year, but now they're being slightly overvalued. This is a good Seahawks team. It's an important game for them. Not just uh, the Niners can afford to sort of let one let one slip away. The Seahawks actually can't. And uh, with their offense firing on a bit more cylinders than earlier in the year, I've upgraded Seattle. And I think plus six is too much. Monday Night Football for all to watch. Russell's been there before. This is still a bit new for Jimmy. I like Russell to do Russell things and Jimmy to do Jimmy things, which is pretty much game manage. Throw some touchdowns, but throw a key pick because he's due for one of those. I like Seattle plus six. All right, I'm taking the Lions plus two and a half. I don't think Chicago, no matter where they play, can keep up with the Lions on offense right now. To beat the Detroit Lions, you got to score about 24 points at least, maybe 24 and a half. To beat the Bears right now, you got to score about 15. So I'm just looking at, I'm playing the game out in my head, and I'm looking at Matt Stafford, a wily veteran, not scared of the Chicago mud. And I don't think Khalil Mack can win this game. That's why this trade was stupid. By the way, Mr. Trubisky, I don't think he can do it. I just don't think he can do it. I don't think they'll be able to keep up. Detroit outscores him. Uh, so pretty simple. 26, 15. There you go. Lions win in, a shoot, uh, in an easy one. All right, I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals plus four at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, the team that seems to find ways to beat themselves. And Arizona, the team that seems to be able to get better every week. They almost beat the Niners. Yes, I know, Mike, uh, the Niners had the game well in check, but it ended up being a field goal game. That's good enough for me. If they can keep it a field goal game against the Niners and keep it tight all day against the Saints and have three wins with a coach that just got out of high school... <laughs> Uh, I like him to keep it close with three extra days rest going into Tampa. Tampa coming back from a 
tough overtime game in Seattle. Slightly beat up. Definitely looking down on a long the long flight home because their season is over. The Cardinals actually still have a chance here. I like it. Extra days off. Their offense is rolling. And they will not get in their own way with turnovers. Tampa Bay will. All right. I'm taking the under in the Ravens-Bengals game. 46 and a half. I don't like the Bengals to score points here. So who's putting up the 47 points? <laughs> the Ravens led two drives against the Patriots. One was nine and a half minutes. One was eight and a half minutes. This team's in no hurry to score. They run the ball like it's 1954, okay? They don't want to get anybody hurt. They want to keep their defense off the field. And uh, yeah, run Lamar run. 32-12 for, uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, yeah, there you go. Taking the under because the Bengals could do that weird backdoor cover. And I don't like it. I don't like the Ravens to run away with it. They don't put the foot on the gas. I'm taking the Bills, Browns over 40. Classic, uh, just reverse game. Look, both teams are going to try to get ahead of the other team and then run the ball. Okay? When both teams are trying to do that, we're going to see a kind of somewhat wild first half. In the first over-under game I mentioned, Ravens-Bengals will be classic November AFC North. You know what, Bills Browns? I see kind of an old school weird Bills Bills Browns shootout uh, that we probably haven't seen from the Bills Browns since OJ. <laughs> okay, since OJ versus Brown. So uh, I like that. I'm taking Dallas Cowboys minus three, Seattle Seahawks plus six on Monday Night Football. The Lions plus two and a half in a game they went outright against the Chicago Bears. The Arizona Cardinals plus four in a field goal game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I got under in the Ravens-Bengals, 46 and a half. And over, Bills-Browns in the Look Who's Talking Bowl. Who are we kidding? Bills-Browns. That's the Look Who's Talking Bowl. Look Who's Talking Bowl. I'm going over 40 in a very entertaining football game. I don't know who wins. You! I like the uh, Arizona Thursday night loser angle, plus four and a half. And the overtime game in Seattle. Seattle's physical, tough place to play. Uh, definitely going to be down a gear, I think. That's a, that's a good play, Hugh. I like that a lot. Uh, Man, the, the Bucks have lost like four heartbreakers, you know, in a row. Eventually, that's going to wear on you. Like, eventually, you're due for just a, a shit kicking. Anyway. Um... Seattle plus six, Monday night. Like you said, you've been there. Jimmy G's already had like three Monday night games, so it's not his first rodeo on sure. Monday night. And we know that, you know, he kind of likes the lights. So that's but, uh, that's game of the week for sure, though. But that's like pregame pressure. In, in that, like when they played the Browns in primetime, they were, they was over at halftime. Like they were smoking them, you know? So yeah, even last year before he got injured, he had a couple Monday nights. Anyway. Russell has the experience check mark. Yes. Um, I hope you guys stuck around for the least confident weird pick in the history of the world. Because here it comes. Do with it what you want. But usually when I'm not as confident, means I'm probably going to make a bigger wager. Do with that info as you will. I'm 4-7 on the year. And I was 2-0 to start. So we're, we're struggling here. No lie. Um, I'm going to take the Rams minus four at Pittsburgh in just one in just one day the line's already jumped up one it might go higher Pitt did not beat Indy Indy beat Indy 100 yard pick six, two missed field goals shit ton of calls uh, Brissett went down there's a third string QB and because the holder decided to go laces in they actually won the game. So Steelers shouldn't have won that game, and they're not going to win this game. Road favorite off a bye is a huge stat for Sharps. Road favorites off a bye means they're already the better team. They have the extra week. We talked about the NFC urgency amongst the heavyweights. Most would include the Rams in that. Um, little underrated nugget on this game, Aaron Donald returns to Pittsburgh. Uh, super rare for a Cali boy to go east. They're only there every eight years. Who knows where he'll be in that time. Might be his only trip into his home state and his home team. 
And let me tell you what he's going to do to Mason Rudolph. He's going to sack him two and a half times and probably get one fumble. So Rams minus four, good team, off a bye, need to win. You talk about the East-West, it's actually a 4.30 kickoff. So it's not as big as a time jump as you would think. Uh, Semi-prime time, big game. Rams, we're picking back on track. I'm going to lay some You don't have to believe me. I'll post it. I'm going to lay some wood on the Rams. Talk about it. We call him Weird Mike for a reason, folks. Uh, wherever you guys are in, I could have a, a funk with, uh, with picking games in the NFL. How often do you think to yourself, you know what? I'm going to pick against the Pittsburgh Steelers at home when they're a dog. That You're right. They shouldn't have won that game. They shouldn't have won that game against the Colts, but you know what they did? You know what that gave them? Hope. Hope. Hope is in the building. I'll give you that. And hope's enough for four points. I don't know, Mike. But you know what? Uh, I like it. I like it in, in the sense that you do have the better team. You got, you got, you got the better team. So uh, Jalen Ramsey's also the Steeler killer. Ooh, tasty. To be fair, you know, I first thought about this game and when I saw Mason Rudolph just suit up last week, I'm happy he's alive. That was a fucking lethal hit against the Ravens, man. Like it was like witnessing a car, a car crash. So you're like, oh, my God, I hope that guy's OK. Now I got to get to work. <laughs> uh, all right. You heard it. Weird Mike's pick. Rams minus four in Pittsburgh. There's a little NFL Films documentary, by the way, you could watch on YouTube. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers play one song. If you're a Steelers fan, you probably know this already. They play one song, uh, not even every game, but when their sound guy thinks they need it on defense. And the mm. whole screen goes black at Steelers games. And with like four minutes left in the game, maybe they're up two points and they really need a stop. And it's just a real Steeler moment. The whole screen goes black and the crowd knows what's coming. And it just, it's the, the song starts like, Oh, ma, uh, it's something about, uh, fuck. It's something mom, mama or something like that. Anyway. And they go, they go nuts for, uh, for the steel curtain. I don't like picking again, picking against Pittsburgh at home. I got a couple rules for picking NFL games that I've followed pretty much the last 10 years. I don't like against picking against Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh in desperate games uh, when I'm getting points. I don't pick against Tom Brady ever. <laughs> I either omit the game or pick him. And uh, I don't take in, I don't pick against Andy Reid off a bye. Or uh, Sean Payton and Drew Brees at home off a bye. That's uh, happening this week scenario at home off a bye. Uh, a tasty survivor pick for uh, whoever's got the Saints. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hi, yeah. Are you still in Survivor? Sure am, bro. Yeah. Sure am, bro. There are 50 remaining, folks. 85K in the balance. 50 people left. Some people took Green Bay, Cleveland this week. Yeah. <laughs> people took Cleveland this week on their Survivor. That's how confident a lot of people were, were in against, that shit. They were up against Brandon Allen. So I took the Niners on Thursday. Uh, that's... It was a three-point game, slash not really, but I survived. And uh, there's two big, big home faves this week. I got both of them available, and uh, I'll probably decide Saturday. Who are you, deciding, who are you deciding between? Uh, Saints at home versus the Falcons or Miami at home versus Indy? We'll wait to see on Brissett. Oh, take the Saints. You, they, they, take the Saints. Is there a better Raise league? your hand if you're still in a survivor pool. My hand is up, folks. It's the only one up here amongst the staff at Look Who's Talking. Okay? I don't know. Leslie's doing pretty good in her office pool. Right, Leslie? <laughs> so, still, still some work to do. Hey, hey it's a long season with all these bad teams, folks. Oh, there's a lot of bad teams in the NFL this year, so the survivor is most likely going all the way. We're in it for the long haul, and it's not just about week to week anymore. It's about all 17. It really is. And, you know, 
that's the reality of the NFL this year. Usually there's one or two bad teams. This year there's four to five. And every week you can find a reason to bet against one of those four to five teams. So it's going all the way. And that's why I could take Indy, perhaps. Perhaps. Stop doing that with the table. Sorry. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, we got our uh, Super Bowl ticket draft. Yeah. Uh, We're going to... Because everybody's into it, and we're getting a lot of shares, so many shares the last few weeks uh, yeah, here, from all across the globe. Yeah, here's what we're doing. We're we're going to have a big lottery. So uh, Chris McElhaney, Lee Van Mosdyke, and uh, James Duhamel, they were our clubhouse leaders uh, sharing basically every week. So they're going to get the they're going to going to get the equivalent of like three first place shares and get like ten tickets. You're convoluting it. It's the NBA draft lottery. Yes. Everybody who shares will have a ping pong ball slash raffle ticket. Yes. And our top three shares who have been established will have the most and highest probability of winning. But everybody else on the share list will receive uh, an entry into the raffle, including uh, Skip, Dots, Ashley. You got the Waits, bro. Yeah. Uh, Craig Craig Waits, Ben Devlin. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew Hickey, our boy, uh, Mike Morrison, Phil Nolan. Our, anyway, lot, lots, of, lots of help from lots of friends. If, if you shared and you're a look who's talker, you're going to yeah. get your name in there and a chance to be on the 40-yard line at the Super Bowl. Yeah. And uh, warning, folks, as always, your ticket uh, comes with a disclaimer of extreme badgering, if one, by me, Weird Mike. Yeah. Uh, the term kitchen sink is an understatement of what I will throw at you if and when you win this amazing prize from Team I Will. Unbelievable. Translation, if you win the Super Bowl prize pack, which is two, a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Miami, flights, hotels, tickets, everything, courtesy of at Team I Will Canada, Team I Will Canada, uh, the raise money for the Toronto Rehab Foundation and all proceeds from this raffle contest, which is we're going to give away – uh, a raffle ticket, one in 400 chance to go to the Super Bowl and win this whole thing. If you want tickets, DM at Team I Will Canada, and you can get a ticket for 100 bucks. They only sell them 400 of them. So there we go. By the way, I mentioned earlier in the episode, it's the best thing that ever happened to the Pats for them to lose. That's because it was really hard to go perfect, but they were definitely going to try. Now they could totally refocus, just like last year when they were just losing a couple games. And they're like, yeah, fuck it. Let's just, we're going to get this by. Let's just beat these three teams or these two teams. And there's the new mission for the year. So they worked on their running game. Now they can just refocus because Tom needs help. He's missing some weapons. And they can refocus on winning the friggin' Super Bowl. So might be the best thing that ever happened to them because they might have worn themselves out trying to go perfect. Maybe. All right. Uh, yeah. Anything? You got anything else? Weird Michael? No. I had the Ravens win. Weird peak struggling. Uh, I like your picks too. I'm feeling a four and two, maybe a four one and one week out of the Hugh picks. So that's profitable. And uh, midterm report cards: Bills with a B, Browns with an F. U. <laughs> and again, unless you're Eli's Giants, you probably need the buy. So fight till the end. Load management's for basketball. Just play, baby. Just play baby also some news that doesn't matter some news that doesn't even matter uh baker mate the baker mayfield memes uh his press conference when he looked like the dad from south park anyway go to at nfl memes underscore ig and they got like a million barstool's killing it too uh (laughs) someone said it looks like baker mayfield Looks like Johnny Manziel is trying to sneak back in the NFL and put on a wig and mustache. <laughs> They're calling Baker it the uh, Baker Shape Club. Not the Baker, Dollar Shape Club. The Baker he, Shape Club. He looks like he's not allowed within 500 feet of schools. <laughs> anyway, hockey got anything for Shut the Huck Up? No, not really. Titans are due for a surprising win, though. They've lost a couple... I don't know. Tannehill will come out and surprise people like he tends to do every now and then. I like it, Huck. I like you know, it. This, this, uh, th- look, if Matt Moore plays, 
The Titans win these stupid games. Mike Vrabel with his half sweater, half zip up. They call two fake punts and they get like a drop kick and they win by one and a half. Fucking Titans football. There you go. Just win, baby. Uh, all right, folks. Look who's talking small over the world. We are coast to coast from Centennial Studios, the weed capital of Canada. We salute you. That was episode 60. Thanks for being with us, courtesy of Hawk Media and the weirdest fucking Michael in the world. See you later.